Welcome to Abbey Theatre Audio and our production of Leah and His Daughters from our resident drama company, The Company of Ten. This was produced in association with Radio Verulam. We hope you enjoy the production. All that follow their noses are led by their eyes but blind men, and there's not a nose among twenty but can smell him that's stinking. When a wise man gives thee better counsel, give me mine again, and that sir which serves and seeks for gain, and follows but for form, will pack when it begins to rain and leave thee in the storm. But I will tarry, the fool will stay, and and let let the the wise wise man fly. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the map there. Know that we have divided in three our kingdom. It is our fast intent to shake all cares and business from our age, conferring them on younger strengths, while we, unburdened, crawl towards death. Tell me, my daughters, since now we will divest us both of rule, interest of territory, cares of state... Which of you shall we say doth love us most? That we, our largest bounty, may extend where nature doth with merit challenge. Goneril, our eldest born, speak first. Sir, I love you more than words can wield the matter, dearer than eyesight, space, and liberty. Beyond what can be valued, rich or rare. No less than life with with grace, health, beauty, honour. As much as a child ever loved or father found. A love that makes breath poor and speech unable. Beyond all manner of so much. I love you. And what says our second daughter, our dearest Regan? Speak. Sir, I am made of the self-same metal that my sister is, and prize me at her worth. In my true heart I find she names my very deed of love, only she comes too short. That I profess myself an enemy to all other joys which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find I... Am alone felicitate in your dear highness's love. To thee and thine hereditary ever remain this ample third of our fair kingdom, no less in space, validity and pleasure than that conferred on Goneril. Now, our joy, Cordelia, (laughs) although the last, not least, what can you say to draw a third more opulent than your sisters. 
Speak. Nothing, my lord. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing will come of nothing. Speak again. Unhappy that I am, I cannot heave my heart into my mouth. I love your Majesty, according to my bond. No more, no less. How, how, Cordelia? Mend your speech a little, lest it may mar your fortune. Good, my lord, you have begot me, bred me, loved me. I return those duties back as are right fit. Obey you, love you, and most. Honour you. When my sisters' husbands, if they say they love you all, haply when I shall wed, that lord whose hand must take my plight shall carry half my love with him, half my care and duty. Sure, I shall never marry like my sisters to love my father all. But goes thy heart with this? Ay, my good lord. So young and so untender? So young, my lord, and true. Well, let it be so. Thy truth then be thy dower. Here I disclaim all my paternal care, propinquity and property of blood, and as a stranger to my heart and me, hold thee from this for ever. I loved her most, and thought to set my rest on her kind nursery. Hence, and avoid my sight. So be my grave, my peace, as here I give her father's heart from her. Goneril. Regan, I do invest you jointly with my power, preeminence, and all the large effects that troop with majesty. Ourselves, by monthly course, by you to be sustained, shall our abode make with you by due turns. Only we shall retain the name and all the additions to a king, the sway, revenue, execution of the rest, this coronet part betwixt you. I yet beseech your majesty... If for I want that glib and oily art to speak and purpose not, since what I well intend, I'll do it before I speak. That you make known it is no vicious blot, murder or foulness, no unchaste action or dishonoured step that hath deprived me of your grace and favour. But even for want of that for which I am richer, a still soliciting eye and such a tongue as I am glad I have not, though not to have it hath lost me in your liking. Better thou hadst not been born than not to have pleased me better. We have no such daughter, nor shall ever see that face of hers again. Therefore be gone, without our love, our grace, our benison. The gods to their dear shelter take thee, maid. That justly thinks and most rightly said. See better, Lear. What wilt thou do, old man? Thinkst thou that duty shall have dread to speak when power to flattery bows? Reverse thy doom, and in thy best consideration check this hideous rashness. Thy youngest daughter does not love thee least. Nor are those empty-hearted whose low sound reverbs no hollowness. Sister, 
It is not a little, I have to say, of what most nearly appertains to us both. I think our father will hence tonight. Well, that's most certain. And with you. Next month with us. You see how full of change his age is. The observation we have made of it have not been little. He always loved our little sister most. And what with what poor judgment he have now cast her off appears too grossly. Tis the infirmity of his age. Yet he hath ever but slenderly known himself. The best and soundest of his time have been but rash. Then we must look to receive from his age not alone the imperfection of the long engraft condition, but therewithal the unruly waywardness that infirm and colic years bring with them. Such unconstant starts are we like to have from him as this. Pray you. And let's hither together. If our father carry authority with such disposition as he bears, this last surrender of his but will offend us. We shall think further on it. We must do something. And in the heat. By day and night, he wrongs me. Every hour he flashes into one gross crime or another that sets us all at odds. I'll not endure it. If he dislike it, let him to our sister, whose mind and mine I know in that are one not to be overruled. Idle, old man that will still manage those authorities that he hath given away. Now, by my life, old fools are babes again and must be used with checks as flatteries when they are seen abused. I would breed from hence occasion, and I shall, that I may speak. I'll write straight to my sister to hold my very course. And now, daughter, what makes that frontlet on? Methinks you are too much of late in the frown. Thou wast a pretty fellow when thou hadst no need to care for her frowning. Now thou art an O without a figure. Your insolent retinue do hourly carp and quarrel, sir. Sir, I had thought, by making this well known unto you, to have found a safe redress, but now grow fearful by what yourself too late have spoken done. Are you our daughter? Come, sir, I would you make use of that good wisdom. Whereof I know you are fraught, and put away these dispositions, that of late transform you from what you rightly are. Doth any here know me? Who is it can tell me who I am? Liz Shadow. By the marks of sovereignty, knowledge, and reason, I should be false persuaded I had daughters. Which they will make an obedient father. I do beseech you to understand my purposes aright. As you are old and reverend, you should be wise. Darkness and devils! I'll not trouble thee. Yet have I left a daughter. Ingratitude, thou marble-hearted fiend, more hideous when thou showest thee in a child than the sea monster. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. I am ashamed. That thou hast power to shake my manhood thus. 
that these hot tears which break from me perforce should make thee worth them. Yea, is it come to this? Well, let it be so. Yet have I left a daughter who I am sure is kind and comfortable. When she shall hear this of thee, with her nails she'll flay thy wolfish visage. Thou shalt find that I'll resume the shape which thou dost think I have cast off for ever. Thou shalt, I warrant thee. Fathers that wear rags do make their children blind, but fathers that bear bags shall see their children kind. Fortune that arrant whore ne'er turns the key to the poor, but for all this thou shalt have as many dollars for thy daughters as thou canst tell in a year. Have more than thou showest, speak less than thou knowest, lend less than thou owest, ride more than thou goest, learn more than thou trowest, set less than thou throwest. Thou shouldst not have been old till thou hadst been wise. Good morrow to you. I am glad to see your highness. Regan, I think you are. I know what reason I have to think so. If thou shouldst not be glad, I would divorce me from thy mother's tomb, sepulchrin and adulteress. <laughs> Beloved Regan, my sister's naught. Oh, Regan, she hath tied sharp-toothed unkindness like a vulture here. I can scarce speak to thee. Thou'lt not believe with how deprived a quality she... Oh, Regan. I pray you, sir, take patience. I have hope. You less know how to value her desert than she to scant her duty. Say, how is that? <laughs> I cannot think my sister in the least would fail her obligation. My curse is on her. Oh, sir... You are old. Therefore, I pray you, that to our sister you do make return. Say you have wronged her, sir. Ask her forgiveness. Do you but mark how this becomes the house? <laughs> Dear daughter, I confess that I am old. Age is unnecessary. I beg that you'll vouchsafe me raiment, bed, and food. Good, sir, no more. These are unsightly tricks. Return you... To my sister. Never, Regan. She looked black upon me, struck me with her tongue most serpent-like upon the very heart. All the stored vengeances of heaven fall on her ingrateful top. Strike her young bones, you taking airs with lameness. You nimble lightnings dart your blinding flames into her scornful eyes. Infect her beauty, you fen-sucked fogs drawn by the powerful sun, to fall and blast her pride. Oh, the blessed gods! So will you wish on me no. when the rash mood is on? No, Regan, thou shalt never have my curse. Thy tender-hefted nature shall not give thee or to harshness. Her eyes are fierce, but thine do comfort and not burn. Tis not in thee to grudge my pleasure, so 
cut off my train, to bandy hasty words, to scant my sizes, and in conclusion, to oppose the bolt against my coming in? Thou better knowest the offices of nature, the bond of childhood, the effects of courtesy, the dues of gratitude. Thy half of the kingdom hast thou not forgot, wherein I thee endowed? Goneril! <laughs> oh, heavens! If you do love old men, if your sweet sway allow obedience, if yourselves are old, make it your cause, send down and take my part! Art not ashamed to look upon this beard? Oh, Regan, wilt thou take her by the hand? Why not by the hand, sir? How have I offended? All's not offence that indiscretion finds and dotage terms so. Oh, sides, you are too tough. Will you yet hold? When thou clovest thy crown in the middle and gavest away both parts, thou borest thy ass on thy back o'er the dirt. Thou hast little wit in thy bald crown when thou gavest thy golden one away. I pray you, father, being weak, seem so. If, till the expiration of your month, you will return and sojourn with my sister. Return to her? No, rather I abjure all roofs and choose to wage against the enmity of the air, to be a comrade with the wolf and owl. Return with her. Return with her! Persuade me rather to be a slave and sumter to this detested groom. At your choice, I sir. I prithee, daughter, do not make me mad. I will not trouble thee, my child. Farewell. We'll no more meet, no more see one another. But yet thou art my flesh, my blood, my daughter. Oh, or rather, a disease in my flesh, which I must needs call mine. Thou art a boil, a plague sore, an embossed carbuncle in my corrupted blood. But I'll not chide thee. Let shame come when it will. I do not call it. I do not bid the thunder-bearer shoot, nor tell tales of thee to high judging Jove. Mend when thou canst. Be better at thy leisure. I can be patient. I can stay with Regan. Not altogether so. I look not for you yet, nor am provided for your fit welcome. Give ear, sir, to my sister. For those that mingle reason with your passion must be content to think you old and so... <laughs> But she knows what she does. Is this well spoken? I dare avouch it, sir. I gave you all! And in good time you gave it. Made you my guardians, my depositories, Regan said you so. And speak it again, my lord. No more with me. Those wicked creatures. Yet you look well favoured when others are more wicked. Not being the worst stands in some rank of praise. I'll go with thee, Gonril. No. Ah! Oh, you heavens, give me patience. 
patience I need. You see me here, you gods, a poor old man, as full of grief as age, and wretched in both. If it be you that stir these daughters' hearts against their father, fool me not so much to bear it tamely. Touch me with noble anger, and let not women's weapons water drops stain my man's cheeks. No, you unnatural hags. I will have such revenges on you both that all the world shall... I will do such things, what they are yet I know not, but they shall be the terrors of the earth. You think I'll weep? I'll not weep. I have full cause of weeping. But this heart shall break into a hundred thousand flaws, or ere I'll weep. Oh, I shall go mad. He that has, and a little tiny wit, with hey-ho the wind and the rain, must make content with his fortunes fit, for the rain, it raineth every day. Shut up your doors, tis a wild night. Our steeples drowned our cocks. Rumble thy belly full. Spit fire, spout rain. Nor rain, wind, thunder, fire are my daughters. I tax not you, you elements, with unkindness. I never gave you kingdom, called you children. You owe me no subscription. Then let fall your horrible pleasure. Here I stand, your slave, poor, infirm, weak, and despised old man. But yet I call you servile ministers, that have with two pernicious daughters joined your high-engendered battles against a head so old and white as this. Oh, oh, tis foul! No, I will be the pattern of all patience. I will say nothing. I am a man more sinned against than sinning. Your old, kind father, 
whose frank heart gave No. That way madness lies. Let me shun that. No more of that. His daughters seek his death. Thou sayst the king grows mad. What a night's this. Wisdom and goodness to the vile seem vile. Filths savour but themselves. Tigers, not daughters, what have you performed? A father and gracious aged man whose reverence even the headlug bear would lick. Most barbarous, most degenerate have you madded. was met even now, as mad as the vexed sea singing aloud. What can man's wisdom in the restoring his bereaved sense? He that helps him take all my outward worth, all blessed secrets, all you unpublished virtues of the earth spring with my tears. Be aidant and remediate in the good man's distress. Seek seek for him, lest his ungoverned rage dissolve the life that wants the means to lead it. Oh, dear father. The wonder is he hath endured so long, he but usurped his life. He knows not what he says. It flattered me like a dog, and told me I had white hairs in my beard ere the black ones were there. To say... I and no to everything that I said. I and no, too, was no good divinity. Go to, they're not men of their words. They told me I was everything. Tis a lie. I am not ague-proof. There's hell. There's darkness. There's the sulphurous pit, burning, scolding, stench, consumption, fie, fie, fie. Oh, let me have surgeons, I am cut to the brains. Oh, my dear father, restoration hang thy medicine on my lips. And let this kiss repair those violent harms that my two sisters have with thy reverence made. Had you not been their father, these white flakes had challenged pity of them. Was this a face to be opposed against the warring winds? To stand against the deep, dread-bolted thunder? Alack! Alack! Tis wonder that thy life and wits at once had not concluded all. He wakes. How does my royal lord... You do me wrong to take me out of the grave. Thou art a soul in bliss. 
but I am bound upon a wheel of fire that mine own tears do scold like molten lead. Sir, sir, do you know me? Oh, you are a spirit, I know. When did you die? Still, still far wide. Where have I been? Where am I? Fair daylight? I am mightily abused. I should even die with pity to see another thus. Shh, shh. I know not what to say. I, I will not swear these hands are mine. Let, let's see. Oh, I feel this pinprick. Oh, would I were assured of my condition. Oh, look upon me, sir, and hold your hands in benediction over me. Oh, pray, do not mock me. I am a very foolish, fond old man. And I fear I am not in my perfect mind. Shh, shh. Methinks I should know you. <laughs> Yet I am doubtful, for I am mainly ignorant what place this is, and all the skills I have remembers not these garments. Nor I know not where I did lodge last night. Do not laugh at me. For as I am a man, I think this lady to be my child, Cordelia. <laughs> and so I am. I am. Be your tears wet. Faith, I pray, weep not. If you have poison for me, I will drink it. I know you do not love me, for your sisters have, as I do remember, done me wrong. You have some cause. They have not. No cause. No cause. Am I in France? In your own kingdom, no, sir. Do not abuse me. Will it please your highness walk? You must bear with me. Pray you now. Forget and forgive. I'm old and foolish. We are not the first who with best meaning have incurred the worst. For thee, oppressed king, am I cast down. Myself could else outfrown false fortune's frown. Shall we not see these sisters and these daughters? No, 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 no. Come. Let's away to prison. We two alone will sing like birds in the cage. When thou dost ask me blessing, I'll kneel down and ask of thee forgiveness. And so we'll live and pray and sing and tell old tales and, and laugh at gilded <laughs> butterflies and hear poor rogues talk of court news and we'll talk with them too. Who loses, who wins, who's in, who's out, and take upon us the mystery of things as if we were God's spies. Oh, have I caught thee? He that parts us shall bring a brand from heaven and fire us hence like foxes. Wipe thine eyes. The good years shall devour them, flesh and fell, ere they shall make us weep. We'll see him starve first. Come. Cordelia. Cordelia? 
Uh, uh, stay a little. Huh? Shh. What is it thou sayest? Shh, 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 shh. Her voice was ever soft, gentle and low, an excellent thing in woman. I am old now, and these same crosses spoil me. Who are you? Mine eyes are not of the best. I'll tell you straight. Is this the promised end? Or image? Of that horror. You've been listening to Abbey Theatre Audio and our production of Leah and His Daughters by Christella Spire from our resident drama company, The Company of Ten. King Leah was Terry Prince, Goneril was Stephanie Jones, Regan was Emma Fraser, Cordelia was Elna Ophira, and the carers were James Douglas and Connor Gray. The play was directed by Christella Spire. This podcast was produced in association with Radio Verulam. To find out more about the Abbey Theatre and the Company of Ten, please visit www.abbeytheatre.org.uk. Thank you.